Good morning. Good to have you in the Lord's house today. We're ready to go ahead and get started. We want to be praying for our church family. We got people all over the countryside either returning from their vacations or headed out on vacations or lots of folks who have colds and flus, some with COVID, crazy time in the middle of the winter always. Um, but we need to pray. Got some, Will Clark's going for surgery tomorrow, so he, his surgeon told him, don't go anywhere, just stay in the house so you don't show up for surgery with sniffles. Um, but pray for your church family. Lots of things going on everywhere. We're going to start off this morning with Blessed Be the Name and take the name of Jesus with you. You can remain seated because you all just rushed in from the outdoors. And then we'll have you stand in the second group of songs. All set? Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name. 
Thank you very much, Billy Joe. I'd like you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you would please, to Psalm 63 in your Old Testament. Psalm 63. We're going to look at verses 1 down through 8. The title of the message this morning is simply starting early. Starting early. There are things in our lives that we need to start early. Amen? Uh, Sandra Joe and I, when we had our little babies, uh, Josh and Joy, when she was pregnant with them, we had read a book how that uh, even in the womb, babies begin to recognize their parents' voices. And so I would read to the babies that were in Sandra Joe's belly because we both are big readers and we just wanted to start early teaching our kids to love to read. So we would read them little kid stories and Bible verses, whatever we wanted to, we'd start them early. But then when they got born, you know, there were other things that we chose very purposely to start early. One of them was as soon as we could, we started having them eat what we eat. We, we thought to ourselves, there's no way that we're gonna go ahead and make a separate meal for them because yeah, they don't like broccoli or something. So we started at the very earliest age having them eat what we eat. Another thing that we started out doing when our kids were very little is we decided, listen, we don't want them to talk baby talk. So we would talk to them like we would talk to adults. We didn't go ahead and, and put all the little baby talk part into it. And so from the time they were little, little, we purposely, we would talk about it. Sandra, Joe, and I would say, now, don't talk to them in baby talk because that's so easy to do, isn't it? You want to, you know, they're so cute. You want to dumb it down. But we just purposely started at a very early age to try to get them to talk like Sandra, <coughs> Joe, and I talked. So we started certain things when our children were very, very young, very, very early. Well, there's many things in our lives like that, aren't there? Things that you and I realize, boy, we've got to start them early. The Bible teaches us to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We start from the time that they're born to raise them up to know and love God. When we come to this text, we find David, King David, the psalmist writing. And he's writing about his heart and his relationship and walk with God. And we find that he starts early every day in his walk with God. And there are four things I want you to see in this text. When we start early, we seek him, we praise him, we remember him, and we follow him every day. So look with me, if you would, to Psalm 63, and I'm going to read to you verses 1 down through 8. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, 
Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. Let's ask God's blessing on his word. Lord, as we come to this text, I pray for your Holy Spirit to empower the teaching, preaching. I pray that you would help us to understand what you have for each of us individually from this text. Help us to be a people who purpose to start early every day connecting with you. In Christ's name I pray, amen. So I told you there's four things we're going to look at in this text. The first one is we seek him. And of course, we're doing that early. That's why he starts out in verse one. He says, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. You find David reaching out to the Lord. And he's saying to the Lord, Lord, thou art my God. And he starts this when? What's it say? Early, early in the morning. In fact, when you come down to verse 6, you find that he talks about even while I'm yet in my bed. So, like, like me, before I say good morning to Sandra Joe, I've already said good morning to the Lord. I try to start every day connecting to God, reaching out to Him, starting early to ask Him to guide and direct my ways. And that's what David is talking about in this psalm here that we seek him. It's interesting when you come to that first verse that it says that he, he seeks him with a thirsting. Look at that verse again with me. Oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. <clears throat> my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. So what you find David doing here is he's talking about that it's in a, a season in his life that is a dry and thirsty land season. And you and I in our lives, all of us, there are times when we go through dry and thirsty times, not just for water, but for satisfaction in our souls. <coughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> this morning I started with a little cough. <coughs> so we're going to have to work with that. Amen? <laughs> I have a cough drop. Let me do that. If I spit it out at you, you're going to fall asleep. It's a little hard to... To preach with a cough drop in your mouth, but I have done it before. <clears throat> David, throughout the Bible, you find that David struggles <clears throat> throughout Psalms. When you go back into the scriptures and you look at his life, David struggles sometimes with depression. He struggles with feeling a separation from the Lord. And he cries out to God and he asks God to help him through these dry desert lands of his soul. And that's exactly what we're finding here in this text. When you come to that verse 1, he's referencing that he's feeling separated from God. He says, my soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land. 
I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 42. Psalm 42 is a text that really talks about David's struggle. And sometimes we can very much relate to this same kind of struggle. Listen to what he goes on to say here as he pours his heart out. <clears throat> he says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holiday. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in the Lord, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So David says here, he says, I've gone with my brothers and sisters to go and to worship at the house of God. And he said, I go with a heart of rejoicing, but he says, I'm struggling. He says, why? Why am I struggling? So when God blesses me and God provides for me, and if you read down through Psalm 42, he reflects on how good God is to him, but yet he struggles with this barrenness within him. So much like so many, just like you and I. But he's reaching out and he's saying, Lord, I panteth even as a deer after water. I desire to draw near to you. I desire to come near to you. And I start that early. I seek you, Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29 says, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. And that's what David's talking about here. He's talking about seeking God with all his heart and with his soul. Yes, starting early, from the very time he is in his bed. He is looking for God's power at work in his heart. That's what Psalm 42 is about. He's talking about God at work in him, God at work with him. So when you look at verse 2 here, it says, He brought me up also out of the horrible pit. Wrong verse. Got to go to 63. <laughs> verse 2. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. So David is saying, I start early seeking God. And what am I looking for? I want to see his power and his glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. So David is reflecting back and he's thinking about going to the temple in Jerusalem. He's thinking about going to that holy place where he can see the Shekinah glory, the, the smoke coming up by day and the fire by night. He says, as I have seen God at work in my nation, so I want to see God at work in my person. And you and I each day, we start our day early seeking him. Lord, I need to see your hand at work in my heart and in my life. In this dry desert land, I need to see you within me at work, even as you are at work in the sanctuary. So yes, we start early 
seeking him. But we also need to include in that starting early by praising him. That's part of what lifts our heart and lifts our soul. It's part of what feeds us spiritually is learning to just praise God. Thank the Lord for the many blessings he has given us. Romans chapter 15 verse 11 says, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. Meaning, lift him up, all ye people. You and I are the Gentiles of the world. Very few of us in this room are of Jewish descent. We're the Gentiles. And the Bible is calling out to us. And it's saying, lift up and praise your God. Here, David says he starts out early. He starts out early not only seeking God, but praising God. Lifting up his heart. Look at verse 3 and 4 in our text. And listen to the words of, of the psalmist. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. I love this text because it reminds us to worship God while we live. Now, why is that significant? Because there's so many people who ignore God until they're almost dead. Then they start thinking about eternal things. Uh, just this week, I was visiting with a guy and I told him, I said, listen, he said to me, he says, so good to see you. And I said, good to see you too. But you can come see me every Sunday morning. I'm right here. And he looked at me and says, now I've told you before that if I was a churchgoer, your church would be where I go. But he's just reminding me he's not a churchgoer. And there's so many people like that in our world that don't take the time while they live to reach out to God, to praise him, to exalt him, to honor him. But you know, the Bible does tell us that after we die, every knee shall bend and every head shall bow and shall confess him as Lord. But we should do it now, amen? We should do it early. We should seek him early. We should praise him early. That's what the scriptures are challenging us to do. We're looking to his loving kindness. We're remembering the life we have and we're saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your loving kindness to me. <clears throat> you know, I have a home. I have a job. I have a church family. I have a spouse and children, and nieces, nephews, cousins, uncles. I have a life that's connected to other people. As each of us look, you might say to yourself, well, yeah, but pastor, you don't understand. My family's really a piece of work. Yeah, but at least you have a family, amen? A piece of work is something you can work with. <laughs> Just take it a day at a time. Amen? There are so many things in our lives that we just simply need to say, thank you, Lord. I praise you for it. I praise you for your loving kindness to me. That's what the psalmist is doing. He starts out early doing it. Look at verse 5 in our text. He says, my soul shall be satisfied. With marrow and fatness of my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. He's kind of reflecting on something that our culture and our society has moved away from. 
And that is, he's saying, I'm as satisfied with God as somebody who sits down to a feast and they have marrow as part of the menu. Now, for you and I in our culture, they're saying, oh, that's bad for your heart. But in the day when nutrition wasn't by the box and cabinet load, the bone marrow was an important part of building that strength, that energy, even that fat. I know, I know, you're all saying, fat? What? You want to get rid of the fat? Well, maybe so nowadays, but I'll tell you what, back then, it was an important part of the diet. And I will tell you, I have to confess, usually when I sit down to eat steak, and I raise my own beef, so I have all the beef I want to have, but I usually trim all the fat off. But Sandra Joe and I celebrated our 45th wedding anniversary a week ago, and we went to Fire and Ice for dinner. And we went down through the menu, and they had prime rib. Now, when you read the, the, the description of prime rib, it tells you right in it, it's got fat in it. And I thought, I'm not a big fat eater of my beef, but I do remember that prime rib is really good. So anyways, I know I'm, I'm diverging off here. Sam or Joe and I both ordered prime rib. We talked about it and we said, you know what? We haven't had prime rib, I don't think, since the Dog Team Tavern burned down. I know, I'm aging myself now. But we got that prime rib. And I asked the waitress, I said, is this like a little prime rib? Or is... So she described it to me, and so we both got a decent portion of prime rib. That fat was good. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, you know, all things in moderation. But as you look into this, I want you to hear what he says. He says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. So he's saying, my soul is satisfied as having prime rib. <coughs> Just good. He's saying, God is good to me. I am blessed. I am satisfied. And he said, that compels me to praise the Lord. And you and I in our lives, we have to step back and just look at the blessings we have and praise the Lord. Start doing that early in your day. And then the third thing I want you to see is in verses 6 and 7. And that is we simply remember. Remembering is an important part of life. Sandra Joe, our kids, gave us this little... Uh, it's, it's like an electronic picture thing sits on a, a desk in our living room. And when I walk in the room, it comes on. That's scary all by itself. <laughs> but the kids, no matter where they are, they upload pictures to it electronically through the mysterious airwaves. And so we'll be, we'll be sitting in the house and all of a sudden a new picture comes up. Or... <coughs> Old, old pictures come up. So all of a sudden a picture will come up when my grandkids were just still babies. And now they're 14 and 15 years old. And Sandra Jo, she, she's most often the one who will say, 
Oh, look at that baby. And I'll look over there and it's one of the grandkids. And absolutely, it's so great to remember, isn't it? Isn't that something wonderful about that? The other day, somebody sent to me a picture of when I was just about, so I must have been about six, seven years old, and my two sisters beside me. So it was just kind of like, I don't know, some kind of a portrait that was taken when we were just little, little kids. And I thought, wow, I haven't looked at my sisters or myself like that in so long. It's sometimes just good to remember, isn't it? And that's exactly what the psalmist is telling us to do, is to take and remember. Listen to what he says as we look at verses 6 and 7. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Remember verse 1 said we start early. And we start by remembering that God has been our help. We start by remembering that we can rest under the shadow and protection of his wing. He says, I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. So whether it's morning or night in that quiet time, the psalmist says, I lay there and I just think to myself, Boy, God has taken care of me. He's been good to me. I am blessed. It's too easy to forget. Amen? Amen. And we just lay it aside. We forget and dismiss it. The other day, in fact, actually it was this morning. This morning I got to the church. I... Everything was locked up, all the lights were off, and I, I come up through and I unlock all the doors, make sure all the thermostats are set, everything's all in place. And as I walked up into the foyer, it just hit me, just remembering when we built this building here. And I just stopped and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the way you've blessed us and provided. Thank you for... For the miraculous way you've given us such a place to worship. And I just, I just had to stop and remember. Because God is good to us. And it is so easy to be so busy that you forget. And that's why sometimes you just have to bring up in that Rolodex of your mind. All the goodness and blessings of God. We do that during those quiet times in the morning, those quiet times in the night watches, because he is our help, and we are resting under the shadow of his wings. As we come to the last point in the text that I wanted to bring out to you is in verse 8, and that is we must follow him. And we should start that early every day. Listen to verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. Now he's being very descriptive as he says these words. He says, I am following hard after God. 
Phyllis Campbell, uh, just a couple weeks ago, was in Africa on a photo safari. In fact, today, at the end of our lunch, she's going to show her top 25 pictures to the Club 55 folks. But she's putting together another one, and we're going to show it some Sunday night. But she has a picture when she was on the safari in the, in the wilderness. And she's got this picture of this cat who's just down. Now, not your cat. Not like your kitty cat. <laughs> We're talking about a wild... I can't remember whether it was a, a leopard. I don't think it was a leopard. I think it was a leopard. Was it a leopard? She had lions, leopards... Um, but it was a leopard thing was all crouched down its ears were back and she said that it was stalking getting ready to kill to eat it was following hard after what it was getting ready to attack I told you a couple of years ago I was deer hunting up in Lincoln and I was tucked up underneath some branches uh, looking out over a little opening. And as I sat there tucked up under, I saw this big rabbit. Boom, 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 boom. And I made no noise and I sat there. And 30 seconds or less later, there came a bobcat. Just slinking, steadily slinking, following those exact tracks of that rabbit. It was following hard after that rabbit. Here in this text, David says, I am following hard after the Lord. He's saying, I'm on track. I'm focused. I want to be engaged and connected to the things of God. And I start early that way. Verse 8, my soul follow, followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. He knew that in his life, because David struggled, we see it in many of his psalms, we see it throughout the record of his life, as much as he was a man after God's own heart, he struggled with this connection, he struggled with this dry, barren, desert land within him, and he would reach out and cry out to God, but he knew, he said, I've got to follow hard, I can't get distracted, I can't get sidetracked. I know that the devil, if he had his way, he'd pull me this way and he'd pull me that way. But I'm going to follow hard after thee, O Lord. And we have to start that early. We've got to teach our children to start that early. They've got to choose and desire to walk with God. Because absolutely, Satan is as a roaring lion who seeketh whom he may devour. He will snatch your children my children, my great-grandchildren, my grandchildren. He'll snatch my neighbors, my friends, my co-workers. Anybody and everybody he can pull away, he will. So you and I, we have to focus on the Lord. We need to follow hard after Him. We start early every day while we're yet on our bed. And every night when we pillow our head in the watch hours, we remember. <coughs> We follow after Him. We praise Him. We seek Him. Because we are His. David says, I know that you watch over me. 
and I rest under your wings, under that watch care of that, that hen with her chicks. He, we are safe in him. Father in heaven, as we go forth, I pray that it would be your Holy Spirit that guides and directs us. And we rest under your wing, Lord. Resting and trusting in you. We thank you. We praise you for your goodness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to God's house this morning.